see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host, and I am thrilled, as always, to be here. And I'm also really psyched that you've tuned in. If you're new to this show, I want to go over a few things with you that you might want to know. If you want to reach me, me, you can email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. There is no H in Francesca. And if you miss part of the show, you can just hop on over to my iTunes page, where you can also listen to hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. And if you want to know what else is going on, including upcoming shows, giveaways, etc., etc., you can just visit my website at talkwithfrancesca.com. All right, then. This show is sponsored by Kima Cosmetic Surgery and Anti-Aging Center in Norwell. When you only will accept the absolute best in your cosmetic treatments, they are your go-to center. Visit them at KimaAntiAging.com and tell them that I sent you. Walk in looking exhausted and walk out looking 10 years younger. Yes, that's true. Okay, enough housekeeping. Most people don't get intentional about their lives until they face a crisis and are forced to make changes. Enter Tom Ziegler, son of, get this, internationally renowned author and motivational speaker Zig Ziegler. Um, I don't know, I, I don't know if there's anybody who doesn't know who Zig Ziegler is. But anyway, he believes he can achieve massive change without massive upset. It all starts with seven key areas, and he's going to share those golden nuggets with us tonight. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for joining us on Talk with Francesca. Well, Francesca, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you bet. So, all right, so many of us drift through life without living intentionally. Tell us why you think it's so important to choose a purpose. You know, I ask this question all over the world, and it's real simple. How many of you want to leave a legacy? And you know, 100% of the hands go up. Every time I ask that question, we all want to leave a legacy. And so then I follow it up with another question. Do you want to leave a legacy by design or by chance? Because the reality is we're all going to leave a legacy and we have a choice. And so if we're going to leave a legacy and we want to leave it by design, we got to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to decide what are we going to be known for? And part of that is discovering our why, our purpose, our calling. Uh, the principles and values that we live by, the reputation that we create. Uh, so I believe it, it starts with answering that question. You know, but there are many, bring, uh, legacy brings up so many different kind of images and connotations. I mean, how, how would you define legacy? You know, my definition of, of legacy is simply when you transfer, it's the transference of the habit of wisdom of knowledge of truth to those that you love so that they can make good decisions that will ripple through eternity mark batterson is a well-known writer and he said this he said inheritance is what you leave to someone legacy is what you leave in someone Hmm. 
And so to me, legacy isn't, you know, the stuff that we leave behind. It is instilling in those we love. And I'm, I'm a big believer in, in family. And we just about adopt everybody we come across. So, <laughs> Okay. So what I mean by that is, you know, of course, legacy is about your blood family. But golly, it's the neighbor's kids. And it's, your, it's the friends that you make during your life. Legacy is when you transfer something to them that allows them to make good decisions. And when that happens, that's a transfer. And then you're, what you've lived for and who you are lives on through them and the decisions they make and the people they impact. You know, so many times people say, you know, there's books written, you know, living on purpose, and, you know, all those kinds of things. And, you know, I've really never given that a whole lot of thought and maybe it's because I've always done the things that I really want to do. I mean, I, I love to communicate and so I'm in radio. So to me, that is my purpose. But if I had to actually think what is my purpose, I don't even know how I would figure that out. It's just, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let me, let me give you a couple ideas. Um, and you, you know what, you bring up a really, really good point. Um, the, and this is a really a challenge with a lot of people who are faith-based or faith-oriented. A lot of times they won't claim their why or their purpose because what if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> what if I put a stake in the ground and I say, this is my why, and then I spend my life at it and I realize, wait a second, that didn't work out. And so this, this is what I say, and I, I want you to imagine this. Imagine there are three circles and the three circles overlap in the middle, okay? Mm-hmm. And so one circle is, just put this in the circle, what makes my heart sing? Okay. And so for you, so what makes your heart sing? You're asking me? Yeah. Uh, well, I love to communicate. I mean, if I could not talk, <laughs> I, that would be just a fate worse than death. I, I love to communicate. I love to share. Uh, that makes my heart sing. And, and yeah, you, you know, you I, could, yeah. It's like time stops when you're doing it. You you can't get enough of it. You don't miss sleep. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just there. So here's the second uh, question. What, what problems do people bring you naturally? Like, what do they ask for your help in? Well, Oftentimes it has to do with relationships, and and I don't know, maybe it's because in my many, many years ago, I owned a dating service, actually, and I was also Mm -hmm. a relationship coach, and so, and maybe just because I'm a woman, too, and women like to talk about relationships, I find that people, yeah, yeah. So for those listening, you know, you, you ask yourself, okay, is, is, is my, is my natural gift or talent, is it? Is it business or is it relationships? Is it outside? Is it inside? Is it technical? Is it soft? Mm. You start narrowing down. So yours is relationships. And then the third one is, you know, what is the biggest challenge or obstacle that you've overcome in your life? Uh, It could be one that just happened to you, you know, beyond your control. It could be the result of a decision that you wish you had a do-over on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you got to live with the consequences. And 
so what you know you don't have to answer it out loud but that's that's the question is so if you're if you're if you're listening to it on the radio you know you think about that and so imagine these three circles overlapping what makes your heart sing what problems do people bring me naturally because they bring it to you for a reason you're good at it and the third one is what's the biggest challenge or obstacle you've overcome where those three circles overlap that is a really good place to look excellent so and then i tell people who are worried about putting the stake in the ground on their purpose i believe that if you really follow your passion it'll take you to your purpose so when you know we're, we obviously all want to be successful in life so is would you say that that's someone asked you once what's the fastest way to it is that with those three circles is that what you're talking about then that's the fastest way that i know of or that's not the fastest way but that's a great way to start heading in the right direction mm-hmm. uh in the book choose to win i i kind of the anchor quote of the book is this the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits one so no matter one habit at a time one habit one simple choice at a time a good habit is simply a good small choice made over and over again that's what a good habit is if you're just tuning in you're listening to talk with francesca i'm speaking to tom ziegler who has reminded me and i i neglected um listeners and i'm sorry tom i'm sorry that i did not mention your book which has just come out um tom is the ceo of zig ziglar corporation he's written a book choose to win transform your life one simple choice at a time i love that because obviously you know if you you think about making a, a decision in it and it feels really big if you just narrow it down to little little steps i think it, it just seems a lot easier a lot more palatable yes absolutely yes somebody gave me a illustration they said you know imagine you're trying to cross a wide river and the river is only four inches deep but the problem is is you've got brand new shoes on and you can't get them wet and you can't go barefooted because there's glass on the bottom of the river and so you notice that there's a you know there's some stones laying by the side you can literally take two stones put one out step on it then take the next one and put it in front and you can get across the river without getting your shoes wet just moving one stone at a time easy and that's the way we yeah, that's ahead. the way we achieve big goals excellent excellent all right we do need to take a short break when we come back tom's going to tell us about the trinity of transformation how to break unhealthy bad habits listeners stay with us here don't go anywhere i'm francesca luca and you're listening to talk with francesca on 95.9 watd Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in that pristine condition? Angel's Touch offers full-service detailing and bodywork. Family-owned and operated with several packages to choose from, you can count on your car to be immaculate from bumper to bumper, undercarriage to sunroof. Call Angel's Touch today at 508-759-1111. 
collision, detailing, and full restoration because you can always trust an angel's touch. Visit them at capepodautobodyanddetailing.com. So what are you waiting for? Ladies, it's time to enjoy a new you. Stop hiding. Experience a tradition of quality results and a standard of excellence and service at Kima Cosmetic Surgery Anti-Aging Center in Norwell. The best-kept secret south of Boston, whether you're looking to seek enhancement, reconstruction, or skin care, Kima is the only place to go. Having been in business for 11 years, their clients include A-listers. Kima is the first clinic in Massachusetts to use Limitless MD, human umbilical cord stem cells. These are the first human umbilical cord stem cells created for cosmetic procedures used in combination with some of the most advanced technologies. I've been to Kima myself and wouldn't go anywhere else because I expect exceptional results. So contact Kima today to schedule your consultation at 781-871-4200 or visit them at KimaAntiAging.com and discover the internal and external solution you've been looking for. Now, what are you waiting for? Looking for a unique experience to dining? Rio Brazilian Steakhouse brings an authentic Brazilian flavor with a great atmosphere to the restaurant scene in Plymouth. The interior is warm and welcoming, and the buffet style offers a relaxed atmosphere while offering fine dining with the traditional rodizio style from Rio, the heart of Brazil. Come dine and watch your dishes being prepared and cooked over the grill. Plymouth's best-kept secret, Rio Brazilian Steakhouse offers a full buffet daily, along with wine and beer. Rio Brazilian Steakhouse is located at 318 Court Street in Plymouth and is open seven days a week. For an unforgettable experience from start to finish, visit them at riosteakhouserestaurant.com. You'll be glad you did. For more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host. I'm speaking with Tom Ziegler. He has written a book, Choose to Win, Transform Transform Your Life, One Simple Choice at a Time. Welcome back, Tom. Great to be here. Thank you for having me on again. I enjoyed our first segment. It was awesome. All right. Well, we've got lots more to cover. You know, I do want to talk about the Trinity of Transformation. and But before we do, I don't want to miss out on how, practically speaking, how to replace bad habits with good ones. Absolutely. Uh, and let me give uh, kind of an illustration of uh, a simple uh, picture that everybody can see. Imagine a tree, and on the tree there's fruit, okay? Mm -hmm. And so imagine your life, and then ask yourself this, what fruit do I want to see in my life? And it's based on this simple saying, a tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness. Mm -hmm. Okay? So in my life... Some of the fruit that I want is I want to have a good reputation. I want to sleep well. I want to be in good physical health. I want great uh, relationships. I want some money on my tree. I don't know about you, but I kind of like prosperity. Mm -hmm. So that's the fruit that I want. Now, what we share in the book is that there are seven roots to the tree. There are seven spokes on the wheel of life. The mental, the spiritual, the physical, the family, the financial, the personal, and the career. And so what you do is you imagine the fruit you want in your life, say it's 
great relationships. And then you trace it back to the root. Well, I've got the mental root. So in order to have great relationships, I've got to have a good mindset. I have to have a positive outlook. I've got to have a good spiritual root, you know, a character and integrity and all the qualities that make for a good, you know, a good relationship. Physically, my physical root needs to be strong because it's difficult to have relationships if I'm always tired, if I'm always sick, you know, if I've always got issues. And so we got to nourish the root that produces the fruit. So what nourishes the root? Well, habits nourish the root. So if I want good relationships, then I look at the habits that will build those relationships. Well, one of the key habits is to build my integrity, to build my character. Trust is the byproduct of integrity. It's impossible to have a good relationship without trust. You just can't do it. If I don't trust you, our relationship can only go so far. So what are the habits that build trust, that create a great relationship? Well, I always tell the truth. I keep my word. Uh, I don't talk behind your back. You know, these are things that go on. So the way I identify if I have a bad habit, if the fruit I want is not being produced, then I have to ask myself, what am I doing that's that's limiting the fruit that I want. So that's how you identify it. One of my, uh, I was having dinner with a young man. His his name is uh, Caleb Miller. He's about 24. And he said, he said, Tom, how do you know if you have a bad habit? And I said, that's a great question because you really don't know if you have a bad habit until you've identified what you want. Let me explain that another way. Is smoking a bad habit? Well, if your goal is to get lung cancer, it's probably a good habit. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. Yeah. If you don't have a written down goal, a why, a purpose, if you don't know what fruit that you want in your life, you really don't know if you have bad habits. But as soon as you say, I want a good reputation or... I want to be respected by my friends. Well, then you have to identify, okay, so how would they and why would they respect me? Oh, because I tell the truth. I show up. I follow through. I don't talk behind their back. And then you look at your behavior and you go, do I have any bad habits? And you just got to be honest with yourself. And so remember, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. So what you simply do is you say, oh, that's a bad habit. You know, I, I belong to that little social group, and that social group is known as a group of people that talks too much. So I'm either going to have to continue to go and not share anything personal or stop going. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so excited that you're on with us tonight, uh, Tom. Um, in your book, Choose to Win, you know, I'm so lucky, and we are so lucky that you're giving us all this information and and knowledge all these golden nuggets now but if if people were to pick up your book could they really transform their life just by reading your book well just by reading it is a good start but you actually have to take action on it (laughs) right of course you know (laughs) speaking of actions well actually not actions but thoughts 
You know, because this is interesting. You know, years ago, you know, I never remembered hearing so often that our thoughts create our reality. Now it's you hear it everywhere. You know, right. the poor therapists out there, I mean, I think they've all lost their jobs because, you know, they were all talking about your past and the things that were problematic. And now it's whatever is in your head is what you're going to create. Right? That's right. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but what I happens? Have... So how do you, what do you do? How do you change those, that, that negative thinking, those crazy, you know, the, the overcritical voice in your head? I know I'm bearing off a little bit here, but, you know. Oh. You, but I mean, I, and I think all these things are, are super important and very positive. But, you know, there's the reality of, you know, that we can be overly critical to our, you know, ourselves. And we can, um, you know, I mean, if, if we talk to our friends the way we talk to ourselves, we probably w- wouldn't have any friends. That's right. Right? That's right. That's so, right. So uh, talk to us about that. Yeah. And what you, you know, there's a saying, what's the most powerful story in the world? It's the story you tell yourself. Yeah, good one. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the story that you tell yourself. That's what you believe. That's, you know, that's the thing that that gets you going. And I have a quote, and the quote is, what you feed your mind determines your appetite. So I'm I'm speaking. I was doing a, a speech in Atlanta, Georgia. And I said, what you feed your mind determines your appetite. And this woman in the back row jumps up, and she says, that's just like NASCAR. And I was like, what do you mean that's like NASCAR? Because I wasn't thinking NASCAR. I mean, were you thinking NASCAR? No. She goes, well, in NASCAR, you drive around the track at 185 miles an hour. And your eyes have to focus on where you want the car to go. Here's what happens. If you're going 185 miles an hour and your eyes look at the wall, your hands will make a micro movement towards the wall, and at that speed, you will actually hit the wall. And so what's the lesson there? The lesson is we have to focus on what we want, who we want to become, what we want to be known for, and then that's where we go. That's how we control our subconscious to move it in the right direction. But what do most people do? They look at life this way. Don't sit on the couch all day. Don't eat the cheesecake. And don't say that to my friend. So what do we do? We sit on the, che- you know, we sit on the couch all day. We eat the cheesecake. And then we say that thing we told ourselves we weren't going to say. Mm-hmm. Right? right? And it's just fulfilling the instructions. And so this is what we got to do. We got to say, man... I- I love getting out and moving all day long. I, this is, this is what I am going to say to my friend. I'm grateful for the relationship. Thank you for sticking by me. And I love kale. I love salad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's gone too far now. (laughs) I know, but it's crazy because I'll challenge anybody just spend 30 minutes a day reading about nutrition, reading about healthy foods, reading about the benefits that it has for your body, reading about what happens when you eat the wrong stuff. And the next time you go out to eat, you're going to pick things you wouldn't have normally picked. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, you know what? I have a little secret. You know what I do? I have a juicer and, um, 
do I dare say it's just terrible. The juice is really terrible. But how I've managed to make it delicious is to have the sweet stuff on the top, like the carrots and the apples. So the kale is at the very bottom. And right. when I drink it down, it sounds really corny, um, but I'm drinking it down and saying this is really healthy. This is really healthy. This is making me healthy. <laughs> And, you know, when I have a cold, it really works like a charm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it I'll does. You, it it, it, it does. is what you think. You know, you are what you believe that that you are. You know, I mean, these thoughts, they, they really, really do matter. So what's a typical morning routine for you that sets the stage for intentional living? Yeah. I have a saying. It's actually the very end of the book, and it's called The Perfect Start. And this is what I do. So I get up in the morning, and I get up early. I get up between 4.30 and 5, and the first thing I do is I get my cup of coffee, I come into my office, and I do this thing called two chairs, and it's five minutes. It's, it's the longest five minutes of the day, and the first minute's pretty easy, and so the, the two chairs is symbolic. It means there's one chair for me and one chair for God, and I ask God three questions. God do you know what's going on? And of course he does. He's God. <laughs> he knows everything. Then the right. second question oh, is, of course, yeah. Uh, God, are you big enough to handle it? Well, the answer is, of course he is. He's God. And then the third question is, God, what's the plan? And that's the longest four minutes of the day because it is so hard to just sit, to quiet our mind mm-hmm. and hear. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I intentionally start my days. I set up to receive. And then I read inspiration. I meditate. I pray. I read my devotionals. I put the good stuff in. Oh, I feel like we have so, so much to cover here tonight. I feel like we're not going to have enough time. I feel like I'm saying, I'm listening to you and thinking I could do this for for three more shows all right so i am trying we haven't even hit the trinity of transformation we have to take a break in just about two minutes um grian should i do i have time to ask him this question or okay all right so what is the trinity of transformation and i guess part b of that question Uh would be what are the character traits found in this trinity and we've got, I hate to put you in a box, but we've got about two minutes for you to answer it. Then we'll take a break, and then we'll pick up where we left off. Sound like a plan? You bet. So the three words in the Trinity of Transformation are desire, hope, and grit. So imagine a hot air balloon, and this hot air balloon is going to take you from where you are to your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. So the first thing you do is in the basket of that balloon, the word desire is in that basket. And so I want you to write down and put into the basket of the balloon everything you've always wanted to be, do, or have, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. That's your desire. The second thing you put in the basket are your gifts and talents, the things that you're naturally good at, the things that come easy to you. When your gifts and talents rub up against your dreams, your goals, your desires, it ignites a flame. And that flame inflates the balloon of hope. And as the balloon of hope starts to rise, you get a picture of what your future is gonna look like and you get excited. And you realize, hey, this could take me to where I wanna go, but then the balloon stalls out and that's when you see the furnace. And on the furnace is a word called grit. 
and you turn the knob of grit and it unleashes a white hot flame. Grit is that hard work, that discipline. Grit's when you get knocked down a hundred times and you get up 101. Grit is when the world says, you can't do that, Jessica, and you say, watch our Francesca, watch me, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, so what do you apply grit to? You apply it to your gifts and talents. Got and it. I call it the trinity of transformation because we've got to identify those things in order to get what we want out of life, in order to transform. All right. When we come back, let's talk about the character traits found in this trinity. All right, listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. New Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Hey, long time no see. You look amazing. Thomas Negrelli? I have been thinking about changing up my look for the spring. Could you say that number again? Thanks, I'm calling him now. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beamed ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. This is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. On 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and my guest is Tom Ziegler. We are discussing his book, Choose to Win, Transform Your Life One Simple Choice at a Time, and that's what we're trying to... Tom is sharing with us tonight. Welcome back, Tom. Good to be back. All right, so before the break, we were talking about the Trinity of Transformation, and part... B of that question is, what are the character traits found in that trinity? And we were talking about grit, but how do you keep that momentum going, you know, when you're not feeling like it? And, and <laughs> you know, and like reading those those cards that you, you know, you, you I, I saw them in your book and I tore them out, you know, sort of doing that mirror work, right? Where you right. kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you, 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 you say... Um, you know, that, you know, I'm successful and I'm this and I'm that. And, 
And you know, what about the days you just don't feel like it? Like, I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> it's taking too long. <laughs> I've got to let the dog out. I've got to get to the gym, you know? How do you how do you get that discipline? Yeah, the... You know, there's a, there's a quote that Dad had, that Zig Ziglar had. You know, do it, and you'll feel motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. And here's the reality. I mean, I think we've all been in this situation where we didn't feel like working out. We didn't feel like exercising, but we knew it was the right thing, and so we did it anyway. And then five or six minutes into it, the blood gets flowing, the endorphins get going, Absolutely. And we start to feel good. Yeah, yeah, right? uh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Hey, speaking of your dad, I'd love to talk about your dad a little bit. I don't want the this, this show to end without it. We have so much to cover, but, um, you know, your father had his share of obstacles and setbacks growing up. What was his journey like, and how did he become so successful in life? I mean, he's probably one of only a handful of authors that had been profiled on 60 Minutes. yeah. You know, his story is pretty simple. Uh, He was born in L.A., Lower Alabama, Mm -hmm. uh, moved to Yazoo City, Mississippi, when he was probably three or four years old. And his father died when he was five. He was the 10th of 12 kids. So he was raised by a single mom with a fifth grade education. It was during the heart of the Great Depression. So he didn't have to start work until he was six years old. He started selling peanuts <laughs> on the corner, right? Yeah. Sold wow. peanuts on the corner. Wow. Uh, never did well in school. Goes to the Navy at the end of World War II. Gets a little bit of college. Doesn't do well there. Gets out of college. Gets married. And marries mom, the redhead. And he gets a job and for selling and sales. And for two and a half years, he didn't sell anything. Well, he did. He sold his car. He sold his furniture. But you get, you know, you get the picture. He just wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. He goes to a meeting, and his hero, a guy named P.C. Merrill, who was a leader in the organization, came to Dad at the break, put his hands on Dad's shoulder, looked him in the eye, and this is what he said. He said, Zig, in all my years, I've never seen such a waste. But if you believed in yourself and went to work on a regular schedule, you could be a champion. So this is the first time in his professional life that somebody he respected looked at him and said, you could be a champion. Mm. And so that day he went to figure out what it meant to believe in yourself. And that day he started going to work, knocking on his first door every morning because it was door-to-door sales at 9 a.m., that year, he finished number two out of 7,000 salespeople in that company. And in the previous two and a half years, he was never ranked in the top 5,000. But think about this. Did he learn any new sales techniques? Did he know anything more about his product? No. He'd been doing it for two and a half years. The only things that changed was his belief in himself and going to work on a regular schedule. So whether he felt like it or not, he went to work, and every day he learned a little bit more about what it means to believe in yourself. And persistent consistency, right, as the cornerstone for a successful life. I mean, what relevance does that concept have with the famous block in a mailbox story? Yeah. You know, uh, Dad said there were two reasons that he was successful. Number one was his character and his integrity. 
you know, his word was his bond. And if you Google him and what he stands for, you'll see that. The second was PC or persistent consistency. So what does that mean? Well, consistency means that when you have a goal, you do it every day or as often as necessary. That's being consistent. Persistency is every time you do it, you take it up a notch. And so the block in a mailbox story is legendary. When he was, it was like 1974, he realized he needed to lose some weight. He goes to the Cooper Clinic, Dr. Kenneth Cooper. They give him a workout program. They clear him to jog. So the first day he runs, he runs a block. I mean, he literally runs like to the end of the block. That's it. And he walks home. The next day he ran a block and a mailbox. And then the next day he ran a block and two mailboxes. And he did this five days a week, always adding a little bit distance until he ran two blocks and then a, then all the way around the block and then a half a mile and then a mile and then five miles. And so this is what we mean in the book, Choose to Win, about you can transform your life one, one simple choice. If I was just thinking that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've been stuck at that 45-minute mark on the treadmill now for two weeks. And I say, you can do five more minutes. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> but but, but the, the upside of it is that I actually am going to the gym a lot more. So I'm doing slightly. I used to do like a long workout three times a week. Now I'm doing a shorter one every single day. So that's that's kind of my justification. But yeah, you know, so let's talk a little bit about replacing those those bad habits. We, we started that, we kind of got off, you know, kind of went into another direction. But I'd like to get like really practical about how when we do have a bad habit and we know we have a bad habit, how to really stop it. I mean, when, you know, you get you get addicted, you get, and I don't mean an actual addiction, but well, actually it could be, it could be, you know, it could be sugar in your coffee, knowing that you shouldn't have sugar. It's just not good for you. You know, I keep thinking I'm going to give up sugar, but I'm thinking about it a lot. And except when I have my coffee in my morning, I think, oh, that would be awful, awful to have coffee without sugar. Maybe I should start with saying, hmm, the coffee's going to taste delicious today without my sugar, (laughs) right? Yeah, so let me share with you how I gave up uh, almost all the processed foods that I eat. So remember my quote, what you feed your mind determines your appetite. So I started reading about processed foods. Now I'm talking about really processed, like Twinkies and mm, you know, yeah. packaged Nah, food. that's just junk. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's junk, right? Yeah. So I love that stuff. And of course, I carried it around with me. Well, this is what I learned in my reading, that when your body gets chemicals in it, It doesn't know what to do with it, so it attacks it. And you know how when you're sick or you have an allergy or you've got a cold, you get mucus. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing happens when you eat highly processed foods. You get mucus in it, right? Your body attacks it, mucus forms, and then it stores the mucus in your cells. Uh, This is sounding really ugly. I can't wait to have my coffee with with just my cream tomorrow and no sugar. <laughs> I know. And so, so here's what's happening. Now when I looked at those Twinkies, I knew what my body was going to do. It was going to take that Twinkie and turn it into mucus. So you're yeah, <laughs> getting really grossing yourself out, right? I know. <laughs> I so like, I you're getting thinking. really grossed out. I hadn't thought about doing that. <laughs> it works. 
<laughs> it works. When you know what happens to it and what your body does with it, what it produces, it, it, it's, and then you go to the other side and you go, you know what? You, you mentioned juice. I've done a lot of juice in my life. Well, I, w- I was at a, a high school soccer game and I'd lost some weight. And the lady said, how did you lose your weight? And I said, well, I did a lot of juicing. And they all ignored me. Like, there's 10 of them. And then I said, you know what the best part about juicing is? And the lady said, no, what? I said, there's something about juicing. It it rejuvenates your skin. The collagen grows. It takes the wrinkles out of your face. Oh, they were all at it. And like 10 (laughs) women started juicing. It's Not very good for your cells. Them. It's extremely good for your cells. It really is. Exactly. Yeah, I've so got. Yeah. Do I want to yeah. look ten years younger, or do I want to eat a bag of mucus? I yeah, mean, you know, ex- that's kind of, yeah, exactly. That's, you got. So, yeah. So listeners, here, this is what you want to do. You got you. You get your kale. I put mine in the freezer and I take it because it just goes bad so quickly. So. You get. I, I've got my kale, and then I've got celery and carrots, apples, and ginger because it's anti-inflammatory. You right? know, Francesca, that that kale wouldn't go so bad if you just ate it. <laughs> just got to eat it up. <laughs> oh, that's delicious, Ryan. Mm. Mm, you're right. You're you just right. just shove the blender full. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, what I what I do do sometimes is I will put a little bit of kale in a smoothie. You know, like a quarter of a cup. You know, with some yogurt and that kind of thing. So I do that too. Or I can take the um, the the stuff from the juice, not not the juice itself, but the stuff inside the juicer, and throw that in the smoothie. So now we're we're doing recipes. <laughs> sounds like go. sounds like you need to create a book or something. <laughs> Is it time for us to take a break, or do I have time for another question? Oh, uh, we got about one minute. All right. Let's take a break. All right, we'll take a break. All right. We, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about when we come back because we have so much more to talk about in the last last segment, but we'll figure it out. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling I'm never happy. I'm never happy. I just can't seem to get out of this phone. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Intuitive life speaker and energy healer, Kathleen Lamberton, can help you discover simple insights to be your very best you. With a decade of energy coaching, Kathleen Lamberton can proactively empower you and help guide you on that path forward. Imagine your life fully realized, your potential limitless, 
as well as your mind joyful and at ease. Connect with her for a complimentary discovery session to talk about your healing voyage. Visit KathleenL.com to begin your life-changing journey right now. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com Now for more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD Alright, we are back and my guest is Tom Ziegler, author of Choose to Win Transform Your Life One Simple Choice at a Time Welcome back Tom Great to be here. Thank you. I do want to share this one little tidbit because it does relate to what we're talking about here uh, with our listeners because this is pretty amazing. I mean, if he, Ryan can can vouch for this, right, Ryan? I mean, I was an hour before the show. I think I went through a half a box of Kleenex. I mean, it is you know, in, in is that <laughs> is that all? <laughs> in the Northeast, the 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 pollen is coming out absolutely wild. In fact, I said to Ryan, "What do people do who are who are I mean, like New York Broadway shows when they get really sick? How am I going to pull this off? How am I not going to sneeze? What? How, I, I I don't know what how I'm going to do this show. It's so bad that my car is not green, but right now it's green. It, it's wild. And so, but the but the amazing thing is, I said to myself right before the show. I am pulling this off. I am not going to sneeze. I am going to feel like 100%. You haven't sneezed. I have not sneezed. <laughs> a little sniffle here and there. Still can't figure out why my cell phone rang when the, the ringer is off. Makes no sense to me. But, I mean, it, it is really kind of amazing when you think about it that my eyes were itching. And, and I told you, Tom, when I called you 10 minutes before the show to check the number. And I told myself I was going to be fine, and voila. I, I envisioned at first thinking I was going to have to tell all the listeners, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sick. And it's, am- it's amazing. You have gone from, you know, queen, <laughs> queen sneeze over here to... <laughs> <laughs> to queen no sneeze. So it's just, it is kind of funny. I mean, you know, it's, we're making a joke of it, but the truth is that I said to myself, I'm going to be cool. 
I'm going to be fine, and I'm going to pull this one off, and voila. So there you go. So there you go. So Tom, I have a million other questions to ask you, but this last segment, I want to just totally give you the floor, and I want you to share with our listeners what you think is most important that can help them really start to make changes that that are going to make a difference in their lives. So go for it. Yeah. So let me just share the number one lesson that I learned from my dad, from Zig Ziglar. And that is our input. When we choose our input, when we decide what we're gonna listen to, what we're gonna read, what we're gonna watch, who we're gonna associate with, when we make that conscious choice to put the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive into our mind, it changes everything. Here's why, our input determines our outlook. Our outlook determines our output and our output determines our outcome. So like dad used to say, G-I-S, no, G-S-I-G-S-O, good stuff in, good stuff out. (laughs) Hmm. I've got to give you a little pushback. What happens to those people that are spiraling downward and they can't seem to get out of that spiral? What would you say to them? Yeah, uh, in fact, one of the doctors that we work with, um, who worked with dad, as you know, he got advice from, he's a, he works with bipolar. Oh. And of course, bipolar is one of the most difficult challenges to deal with because the brain chemistry is off and you spiral. And so this doctor actually did medication, he did counseling, and he prescribed that his patients listen to Zig Ziglar audio first thing in the morning. No kidding. Because he learned that if the brain's going to spiral, what we want to do is we want it to spiral in the right direction. And so that's why I believe, I mean, tip number two, control your input, choose your input, make sure it's the right input. Tip number two is do it first thing in the morning. Get your mind going in the right direction right out of the gate. What do you think about those so gratitude journals? That I have? love them. Yeah, uh, I do too. a thing. I, I do a thing two or three times a year. It's called 66 days of gratitude. And I'll give you, I'm a brain nerd. So I like the, how the brain works. Our brain and most people's brains are, are basically wired to detect the negative, right? We go into an environment or a situation and we worry about what's going to hurt us. What could go wrong? Well, that's natural. That's, That's kind of the way we were built to survive. But in the world we live in today, it's not practical because we're usually not in danger. And so we've got to retrain our brain to look for the positive. And the best way to do that is through gratitude. And so here's what I do. On the first day of the 66 days, I write down three things I'm grateful for. On the second day, I review the three things I've already written, and then I write three new and different things down. And I do this every day for 66 days. At the end of 66 days, I now have almost 200 different things that I'm grateful for. Why 66 days? 66 days is how long it takes to create a positive habit. And the definition of a habit in the positive sense is that if you don't do it, you'll miss it, right? Because if you work out for a month and you don't do it, you rejoice, right? (laughs) Life is back to normal. 
But if you've been working out for about three months and you miss a workout, you feel uneasy. Something's not right. I, you know, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. That means that the workout has become the good habit. Right. So do the gratitude journal for 66 days. Write down three new things. It takes like less than a couple of minutes to right. do it. And then what happens is, is you'll be driving down the road and you'll be like, wow, those people really take care of the yard. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? And you never would have had that thought because your brain is looking for things to be grateful for. You know, it's, it's in listening to you, you know, there's this part of me that, you know, it's like, it seems almost cheerleader-like, and yet I know what you're saying is absolutely true. Because every single morning for the past two months, I've written down 10 things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, at first it seemed very corny, but I kept hearing about people who are grateful. You know, it's, it's, it makes all the difference in the world. And you know what? I look forward to doing it every morning. I really do because it does put you on a different path in the day. You know, it really does. It, it really sets you up to really think about how lucky we really are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and I, I have this concept on atmosphere and I believe the atmosphere is all around us. And as people, we can choose it, we can change it, we can cover it, and we can create it. I was on a trip, and I was coming back to Dallas from Grand Rapids. I get to the gate, and the nonstop flight from Grand Rapids to Dallas was late, which gave me a chance to get on it. I asked if they had room. They had room. I said, can you get me on that flight? She took my itinerary. And she looked at me and she said, no, you're going to have to call the help desk because you're flying through Chicago. I said, yeah, but it ends up in Dallas. This will get me home four hours earlier. She said, no, you're going to have to call the help desk. I call the help desk. They put me on hold for 25 minutes. The direct flight leaves without me. And then when we're boarding my flight, one minute after they close the doors to the other flight, She comes on and she makes an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we've oversold the flight from Grand Rapids to Chicago. We're going to pay $330 for anybody who wants to get off. So that's like insult to injury. I'm like, you could have saved all that money if you'd put me on that flight. Right, right. So now I've got a choice. I can have a pity party. They're all idiots. I'm going to get home four hours later. This is terrible. Or I can make it a party. So whenever I fly, it's always a party. So what do I do? I get on the plane, and I have these little book of big quotes that we carry. It's a little little book. It's got about 100 quotes in it. And I put a $5 Starbucks card in the little book of big quotes. And I give one of these to every flight attendant and the flight crew. I get on the plane and I say, hey, I got a question. And they look at me like, oh, no, here's a, you know, here's a crazy traveler. He's already asking us questions. He's not even in a seat. I look at him and I say, do you like Starbucks? And, of course, everybody says yes to that. And I hand him the little book with the quotes in it and the $5 Starbucks card. And I said, this is for you. You guys do a great job. When the weather's bad, you get blamed. When the plane breaks, you get blamed. I just want to thank you 
for putting up with us, keeping us safe, and doing a great job. Well, Tom, I would love to keep talking, but we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. It really has been a pleasure. Totally, totally enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. It's time to wrap things up. We've got to say goodbye. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. Do pick up his book, Choose to Win, Transform Your Life, One Simple Choice at a Time by Tom Ziegler. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.